Good evening, everybody. Good evening, everybody. Let's all stand together. We're going to lift up our voices as we start off our evening service with Hark the Herald Angels Sing. children after that. So we're looking forward to it. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you that we can gather tonight. And we do ask that you'd be with each young person, each boy and girl who's part of the program. Pray that you'd help them to not get stage fright, but help them to enjoy it. I pray that their parents and family and friends would enjoy the message. Most of all, Lord, we pray that all that is said and done tonight whether it be in plays or whether it be in songs, hymns, Christmas songs, that all of it would exalt you. We thank you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Once upon a time, in a galaxy far, far... Wrong story. Sorry. He's right. That's the wrong story. This is the right one. Gather round, little children, as I tell you the tale of Rumpelstiltskin. Also wrong story. Which one is it? Christmas Carol. Oh, oh, right, right, okay. Here we go. 
Once back in the olden days. The days of yore, the time of yesteryear. Lived an old man. He was a very old and lonely man. And his name was Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, yes, a Christmas carol. I do love this story. No, Bob Cratchit, that's absurd. Why should I give you a whole day off? Because, sir, tomorrow is Christmas. Christmas humbug. Oh, all right, take tomorrow off, but come in really, really early the next day. Really? Well, we only have a few minutes for this story, so better get on with it, eh? Oh, thank you, Mr. Scrooge. God bless you, and Merry Christmas. So Mr. Scrooge closes up the shop and heads home, and as Mr. Scrooge settles in for the night, he begins to hear noises in his house. Things that go bump in the night. What, 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 what is this? Who, who's there? Hello. Marley, my, my old business partner. But how is it that you're here? Unless, unless you're a ghost. I am a ghost. I, I see dead people. And I've come to give you a warning, Ebenezer. You will be visited this night by three ghosts. The ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas future. But I'm afraid of ghosts. I don't want to be visited by them. Why is this happening? Because, Ebby, you're a mean old man and nobody likes you. I don't want you to end up like me, starving for eternity. But, but Marley, you're a good woman, a good businesswoman. Maybe so, but my business should have been mankind. No, no, you're just a figment of my imagination, something I ate. The burrito I had at lunch for Taco Heaven. <laughs> oh, I assure you, it's real. No, go away from me, spirit. So the spirit disappears, and Scrooge, believing that he suffered a terrible hallucination from some suspicious food he ate last night, has fallen asleep in his bed, only to be awakened later that night. Scrooge! Scrooge! Who's there? Scrooge, it is I! The ghost of Christmas past! No. No, not possible. If I can't see, you're not there. What are you for? Open your eyes and let's get on with it. What do you want with me, spirit? Open your eyes. Where are we? We are in the past. We are in your past, Ebenezer. This is your... My boyhood home. Yes, I remember it well. That child... Is you, Ebenezer. Abandoned. All alone. Yes, I remember. His mother is dead and his father is angry with him. His mother died in childbirth, so his father sent him away to the school. Yes, Ebenezer. Your childhood wasn't all that great. But I grew into a young man. I met a young woman. Her name was Belle. That means beautiful. Yes, we know. You fell in love with Belle and she loved you back. It was the happiest time of my life. I wanted to marry her, but I had to make my fortune. Oh, and while you're off making your fortune, Belle got bored. <laughs> so much for love. But I became rich. <laughs> Congratulations. What happened to Belle? Oh, she's 
blissfully happy, unlike you. Well, this concludes the past portion of our hunting, and now I must leave you. And now it's my turn. I am the ghost of Christmas present. Let's go see what everyone's doing right now. Oh, Spirit, I'm quite tired. I think I'd like to take a small nap. No, no nap. On your feet. You can sleep when you're when you're dead, which will be soon enough. What was that? Never mind. Cecil, the ghost of Christmas future, will tell you all about it. His name is Cecil? We're at the home of your employee, Bob Crouchett. And this is his son, Tiny Tim. God bless us, everyone! Tim is really sick and not likely to live much longer. Father, will there be any supper for Christmas? Oh, yes, Tim. The finest goose you've ever seen. But that's not much of a goose. Curious, since you pay him so well. Father, will there be any Christmas presents? We have each other. This is all we need for Christmas. Here's a toast to Mr. Scrooge. Mr. Scrooge, that old miser. I'd like to give him a punch. God bless us, everyone. You <laughs> know, bruiser, we mustn't speak ill of Mr. Scrooge. It is Christmas after all. To Mr. Scrooge. To, to Mr. Scrooge. Scrooge. God bless us. Ah, 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 we get him. Oh, spirit. Oh, spirit, I can't watch anymore. This is too painful. That poor child. But don't you see, Scrooge? You're all part of this. This is your doing. Haunt me no more, spirit. Haunt me no more. Please, I can't watch anymore. Cecil, Spirit of Christmas Future? Please, I can take no more. I've learned my lesson. Please let me go home. What is it that you want to show me? Please move on so I can end this nightmare. No. No. No! No, Spirit, let me go, let me go. I don't want to die, I don't want to die. I don't want to end up like Marley. I don't want to miss Christmas. I don't want to miss the season finale of SpongeBob. No, no, wait, wait, I'm, I'm awake. Scrooge was so excited that his visits from the ghosts were finally over that he ran to the window and he said, You there, boy, what day is it? Boys, it's Christmas. <laughs> yes, indeed it is. Run to the store and buy the prized turkey in the window. And Merry Christmas! So Ebenezer Scrooge bought the turkey in the window, had it delivered to the Cratchit's house, and not only did he provide the best feast on earth for the family, he also doubled Bob's salary and made sure that Tiny Tim would live forever. God bless us, everyone! <laughs> what a gift to be given. A second chance. A chance to change, to make things different. Just like new fallen snow that makes everything fresh and clean, our Heavenly Father grants us the chance to empty our lives of the bitterness and regret. Redemption. Grace. Mercy. Themes that are widely accepted over Christmas season. Whether you're a church-going believer or not, people are searching for a second chance. Hey, do-over. 
I wish I'd been better with my money. I wish I hadn't said that to my mom. I wish my marriage wasn't suffering. <laughs> I wish my dog would come back home. I wish I'd been nicer to my neighbor. But thankfully, we serve the God who gives second chances. We serve a God who specializes in grace. Who made a way for us all to have a second chance at redemption. In the Bible, the Old Testament tells us over and over how the world used to be so messed up and how badly people behave towards each other and towards God. A price had to be paid for our sin. We were in desperate need of saving, and then God made a way. In the form of a tiny baby who grew up to be our Savior and take away our sins, He gave us all a second chance. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, so that whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. God bless us, everyone. So through this evening, we're going to have some different things. One of the things I did was ask our office staff, myself, John, and Ashley, to come up with a Christmas poem. So between now and the children's program, Ashley's going to come up, and she is going to read for you a Christmas poem. And then, Dee, you guys are on. But not yet. She's going to read a poem. You want us to listen to the poem? You don't have to listen. <laughs> so Pastor asked us to find a favorite poem, and to be honest, I am not a poetry person, so Google was my friend. Um, I found this poem titled A Little Bit Different. I was not able to find the author, though. There was no snow in Bethlehem, just sift shifting desert dunes. There was no shining Christmas tree, no sparkling sleigh bell tunes. The gifts the wise men gave the babe were frankincense and myrrh, a toy train sets or Lego blocks, no stuffed animals covered in fur. When we look back at this first Christmas, it seems strange, we will admit. Christmas today, I am happy to say, looks brighter and quite a bit different. But still, we remember that long-ago desert and the baby who was born in a stable in celebration of a loving God who gave us all that he was able. God gave us his only son so that we could live forever. And so we remember that very first Christmas that made all of our lives much better. While the boys and girls are getting ready for their program, Dee asked me to read this to you. It says, the children and teachers are excited to share their play with you and want you to join in singing some of the favorite Christmas songs they will be singing in their, their program. So don't be afraid to join in while they're singing. All that you see up here ties into their play in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He put many creatures on the earth, on the land, in the sky, and deep below the sea. As you and I know, 
he put people up on the land and not under the and he, he put people up on the land and not under the water. And the story you're about to see took place completely on dry land. But a funny thing happened as we were getting ready for Christmas. All of the scripts fell off a boat and sank to the bottom of the ocean. It is there that we begin our tale as this Christmas we search for Jesus under the sea. Stay under the waves. In a few months, we'll be named the cutest cowfish the whole entire sea. Greetings. Where did you come from? Who are you? I'm an angelfish. An angelfish? But only angelfish come from heaven. That means if I'm seeing an angelfish, then, oh no, I'm dead. I have so much to live for. Mary, do not be afraid. You were not, oh, dead. I bring a message from the Lord. You are highly favored among all fish in the sea. What does he want from me? Mary, you're going to have a baby, and you'll name him Jesus. A baby? That's impossible. I'm not even married yet, and the wedding is months away. Mary, this is no ordinary child. He will be conceived by the Holy Spirit, and he will be the Son of God, the Messiah. The Messiah! I know it sounds incredible, but nothing's impossible with God. Then let it happen, as you have said, I am the Lord's servant. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. 
The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Come on, Seahorse. We've got a long ride ahead of us. I can't believe Caesar is making us travel back to our hometown for the census. It'll be okay. We'll find a nice room in the inn, and that'll be, be a great place for the Emmanuel to be born. His name will be Jesus. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? I thought the angel first said something about his name being Emmanuel, but I like Jesus. You saw the angel first too? Yeah, I was so surprised. I thought I was dead. <laughs> I thought the same thing. God, the angel first said, don't be afraid. The baby is God's son. When God calls us, we have to answer. You didn't choose us and neither did I. We're going to raise this baby. Um, the best we can. Obeying God can be scary. Sometimes he asks us to do things that frighten us or might even embarrass us. But when we are faithful to God, he can do great things. God used Mary and Joseph to raise the boy who would become the savior of the world. God may not send an angelfish to you, but he will give us all something exciting we can do for his kingdom. Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, the Bethlehem town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. see someone checking into the ceramic cave out back? Yes, haven't you heard? There's no room in the inn. In fact, all of Bethlehem is sold out. Why didn't you stash them in the ceramic castle? Can't. 
You can put someone in the cave, but not in the castle? I put a couple in the cave. A couple? A, a clownfish and his pregnant wife. Pregnant? She's pregnant? <laughs> Holy mackerel! Jesus wasn't born in a palace, a hospital, or even a rented room. Jesus was born in a stable in Bethlehem, far from his parents' hometown, and far, far from his home in heaven. Jesus came not as a warrior or a king, but as a baby, so that we would not be afraid to come to him and know him as our savior. shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. My feet are wet. Of course your feet are wet. You're in the ocean. My, my shell is sore. So scratch it. My, my claws hurt. Why are you complaining so much? Because I'm a crab. I'm crabby. Can't you look on the bright side of things? It could be worse. How? We could be humans living on land, sleeping in fields, herding sheep all night.
I bring good news that will cause great joy for all the oceans. Today in the coral reef of Bethlehem, a Savior has been born to you. Glory to God in the highest peace on earth. Goodwill to fish, crabs, sharks, and everybody I left out. <laughs> Did you see what I saw? Did you hear what I heard? Yep. <laughs> God could have announced the birth of Jesus anywhere, to anyone he wanted. So why did he choose some lowly, poor shepherds? Because Jesus came for everyone. Jesus came for rich and poor, humble and proud, royal and common folk. The angel's invitation is for all of us. Come and see what God has done. Come and meet the Messiah. spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Is it odd having a baby in a cave outside a coral reef, or having a group of crabs come visit us because the angelfish told them to? I know, I didn't expect any of this when the angelfish came to me. What do you think you would do? Be smarter than us? Kinder than us? Will his brothers and sisters be mad when we say, why can't you be more like Jesus? <laughs> I'm afraid to say something like that. They could turn around and say, I don't know, Mom. Why can't you be more like Jesus? Well, he's just a baby now. All we can do is love him. Mary and Joseph had no idea what Jesus would do for them. They only knew that God had chosen them for a special purpose, just as he chooses all of us. We don't need to have all the answers. We just need to have a heart that's willing to obey. Mary had that heart. So did Joseph. And so did their son, Jesus.
is at an end, but the story of Christmas is just beginning. Every year, we celebrate this special day to remind ourselves how the story began. God sent Jesus to save us from our sins. If we believe in Jesus, we will be saved. This year, remember the story of the clownfish who obeyed God's call. Remember the crabs and the jellyfish who searched the seas for their savior. And remember to tell everyone that Jesus is the kingfish of kingfish, the Lord of lords, the savior of the world. put in. Rich built the design and built, I would assume, with the guidance of D, the, the yes, for sure, for the whole backdrop here. And D each year invests a lot of time and energy into the play for the boys and girls. Hannah, with her class down here, invested time, energy. Be sure and go by and thank each one. Justice, who's back from Colorado, living in Vermont, I uh, jumped in there and helped their mom and dad out and uh, Hannah. So we're very grateful for their hard work. We are going to have the ushers come down. We're going to take, take up our offering. And then I'm going to read the poem that I have. Uh, my poem was not one I found on the internet. But uh, as you ushers come forward, come on up to take up the offering as I'm chatting. And uh, so my poem was written by my uncle Stuart. Stuart was a career Navy man, 21 years in the Navy. And uh, when he got out of the Navy, maybe while he was in the Navy, he took up the hobby of writing poems. So when I talked to the staff and told them I'd like to come, had them to come up with a poem, I emailed my uncle Stuart. I said, I need a Christmas poem. So his is written special for us tonight. I'll read that for you. Louis, would you ask the blessing on the offering, please? Father, our God, Lord, how we, we just thank you, Lord, for these children, Father, and thank you for the time and the effort that was put into this play. But most of all, Father, I just pray that we can go away from here just knowing the message of Christ and the true meaning of Christmas, Father. And Father, now as we take up this offering, I just pray that it would meet the need, for we ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.
my poem tonight is The Birth by Stuart Taylor. A bright star in the sky on a clear winter night, announcing the birth of a savior to make things all right. They all came, not one was a stranger, gathering around the hay in the manger. Mary and Joseph, as they follow what is right, has just given birth to our Lord Jesus Christ. Goodness and mercy shall follow his way. Time to celebrate his birth on this day. At this time, Rachel Foster is going to come up and sing a special for us.
As I mentioned, I had asked each one of our staff up in the office to come up with a poem. Brother John's got his. This one's entitled The Christmas Story. Once upon a time, a long, long time ago, begins the story of a baby that most of you should know. His earthly daddy's name was Joseph and Mary was his mom. This babe was very special for he was God's only son. Some angels came from heaven and they began to sing to the shepherds in the fields below, glad tidings we do bring. A bright star lit the heavens to light the Magi's way to the baby in the manger who was born on Christmas day. And all who gathered round him rejoiced and praised his birth for the babe, the king named Jesus as our savior here on earth. All right, and so uh, we at this time we're going to have Meredith Foster. She's going to come. She also being back home from college. This is your senior year, right, Meredith? And you're graduating in May of 2022. So she's going to play for us on the piano tonight. Thank you. 
this time is to open it to someone who's got a favorite Christmas carol that you'd like to sing tonight. And Mike on the back will uh, search for it and put it up on the screen so we can sing the first and the last verse. So does anybody have a favorite Christmas carol you'd like to sing tonight? Yes, Patty. Silent Night. Right.
Gilbert. She's going to come and also sing a special for us tonight. Hallelujah. 
this baby boy would grow to be a man and one day die for me and you that rugged cross was my cross too that rugged cross was my cross too still every breath you drew is hallelujah 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 This evening we had every age group minister to us. The senior saints chose a Christmas song. The smallest of the small, they came and ministered to us from the deep blue sea. But there was one single theme throughout the evening, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. He came to be born in a manger, yes, but to die on a cross for all. Every one of us that are here. And I challenge you tonight, as we leave this place, I challenge you to meditate on that. Think upon that. If you've not received Christ, be sure and don't let this season pass without coming, sitting down with me. Let me open the Bible with you. I would be happy to do that. Answer your questions. Pray with you that this season you might receive the greatest gift of all, the Lord Jesus Christ and eternal life. As we are being dismissed tonight, you're going to be given a gift. The ladies in our church have baked little packets of cookies. Each and every person gets one as they depart. Uh, we used to always do cookies, carols, and cocoa as we came to this time of the year. But last year we canceled it. And this year we did as well. Just because we want things to flow a little differently, we want people to feel a little more comfortable. But as you go, you will receive a gift of homemade Christmas cookies. We are so glad you came tonight. We're so grateful for your participation. Let's close with a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for the precious gift of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we thank you for our church family, these young ladies who came up tonight and sang these specials, the boys and girls who performed, the teachers and junior church workers and primary church workers who took time and, and put together a wonderful program. Lord, I pray that you'd bless them all. And Lord, as we go to our homes, I ask that you'd give us safety as we go to our jobs and out into our community tomorrow, give us a voice to be a witness that we might point others to Christ. We thank you and we praise you. In Christ's name we pray, amen.
Thank you for coming tonight.